Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster, where I bring you news around the world, wrapping up Monday through Friday each week. Today is Friday, November 4, so we're bringing you the news from Halloween, Monday, October 31st through today, November 4. And before we kick things off, I just want to put a plug in here for in a few weeks coming up on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, there is a conference in Indonesia called Block Bali. It's going to be absolutely amazing. The Crypto Hipster Podcast is a digital sponsor for the event, and it is going to be, you know, uh, an opportunity to have two the best of two worlds. One is crypto conference, and two is beach. And from what I understand, I've never been to Bali. Bali has amazing beaches. So enjoy. Tickets are still on sale. And you can get them, and it's going to be an amazing event. So let's kick off things, all right? And we're going to click off with some global news. NFTs, non-fungible tokens, are still in great demand as unique traders rise 18% in October, according to a research report by DAP Radar. Now, DAP Radar is in Europe, but as far as, see, as far as, like, regular crypto trends and bitcoin and all that um we crypto hipster podcast recommend glassnode it is an amazing way to capture metrics in the crypto space but as far as gaming um dap radar is the the top I, I we believe dap radar is incredibly uh by far one of the best metric places not just the crypto gaming but in as far as crypto gaming it's 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 the best so um october may have seen a decline in nft trading volume and sales and a lot and removal of speculative excess but analytics from dap radar say an 18 percent growth in monthly unique nft traders um and that the market is still in great demand um according to a november 3rd report just released uh, just yesterday uh, the number of monthly unique NFT traders in October reached 1.11 million people, increased from 18% in September. Uh, this is despite, you know, uh, trading volumes falling 30% during the month, which is the lowest registered one since, um, you know, in 2022, this year. And the sales count decreased by 30%. Despite that, there's new traders. So... NFTs are catching on and um, globally, and uh, this is an amazing thing. So, uh, you know, but glass node, check them out. And um, then we're going to get into something that was uh, uh, near and dear to the hearts of lots of crypto companies this week. Uh, 12 independent entities have pledged their legal support for Ripple, a fintech firm Ripple. And creator of the XRP uh, cryptocurrency, is garnering more support from the crypto and finance industry in its ongoing battle with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, you know, the, the rogue entity. Um, November 4, which is today, Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, proudly tweeted, it says, that the number of companies, developers, and exchanges, associations, and investors officially supporting his firm has reached 12. The pile of amicus briefs 
being filed is mounting up, according to Ripple Labs General Counsel. The brief, an amicus brief, and I'm going to learn this right now, is a legal document filled in appeals cases to aid the court by providing extra relevant information or arguments. These briefs are filed by amicus curiae, a Latin phrase that translates to friend of the court. Uh, so, Garland House added, it's unprecedented to have this happen at this stage. So companies are supporting Ripple and XRP more and more as the SEC continues to do what it is that they do more and more. Uh, so um, good for him. And uh, let me know your thoughts. So let's talk about Coinbase. All right. Coinbase transaction revenues plummeted 44% as user activities declined in Q3. All right. So um, crypto exchange Coinbase saw a huge fall in its transaction revenues in the third quarter after activity fell amid a broader market downturn. Well, we all knew there was a market downturn, but um, and it cut its, it cut its transaction fees in half. Uh, in a shareholder letter released November 3rd, the company shared the transaction revenue had fallen by had fallen from 655 million in the second quarter to 365 million, representing a decline of 44%. The company cited poor macro conditions with daily average crypto market capitalization falling 30% and trading volume shifting away from the US due to lack of regulatory clarity as reasons for the decline. Might also be because Coinbase has been called a, a, a I'm not going to use profanity online, a coin casino. casino. Um, but you know, that could be so that you, there's a lot, there's a lot of great cryptos on Coinbase. Um, and there are some that are not so great. And um, educating, if you educated the retail investor on the difference between these cryptocurrencies, um, that would be helpful to what to buy um and yeah i agree with them lack of regulatory clarity or also overstepping your mandate uh i could define it as that according to some rogue entities here so anyway let me know your thoughts on why coinbase did not do well it could also be because of crypto winter okay so digital asset platform backed that's a name from the that's a blast from the past a name from the past uh it was it's, it's set to acquire apex crypto for 200 million dollars digital asset platform backed has entered into an agreement to acquire apex crypto llc from apex fintech solutions inc according to the agreement backed is expected to acquire apex crypto for 200 million making its first payment of 55 million um, at the closing of the deal, the transition will like the transaction will likely be completed by the first half of 2023. Um, Apex Crypto is a turnkey platform dedicated to integrate crypto trading, built with the intention of meeting the increasing demands of more than 30 fintech firms, so institutional, and their growing customers. Um, it was essentially built to allow investors to transition between trading equities and cryptocurrency by offering efficient account opening and funding solutions. So that's smart. That's really smart. Buying crypto instead of equities, that's smart. 
um, and uh, while handling complex crypto-related regulatory and licensing obligations. Let's wish them the best. Hope it works. Um, they have my support. What are your thoughts? Okay, now we're going to talk about the man, Elon Musk. Elon Musk faces class action suit over mass Twitter layoffs. So this week I saw a lot of former Twitter employees crying on Twitter. Um, they got laid off and Elon Musk laid them off, a lot of them. Um, according to multiple sources, Musk started massive layoffs on Twitter November 4. He told them they were getting laid off, reducing the company's workforce of 7,500 people. The CEO was speculated to cut as much as 50% of Twitter's staff, or about 3,500 people, just a few days after acquiring Twitter, Twitter for $44 billion on October 27. In response to the layoffs, Twitter employees filed a class action lawsuit against Musk in San Francisco federal court. Um, the suit argues that Twitter is violating federal and California laws by laying off employees without enough notice. The action specifically refers to the WARN Act, the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, which is a federal act which restricts large companies from mounting mass layoffs without at least 60 days of advance notice. Renowned civil rights attorney Lisa Bloom argued that Musk has completely ignored the law, which applies to all California employees of more than 75 employees. Mr. Musk, I worked at AIG last decade, and a lot of a lot of people my generation, Gen X, like you, uh, we we uh, at GE at different companies, the Fortune 1000, were laid off. How they did it is they did it quarterly, and they did it just enough to not violate the Warren Act. And these layoffs were done quarterly over a period of about five or six years. Um, they weren't reported in the paper, but if you go to the layoff.com, you'll see people's life stories. You'll see their experiences. You'll see all that. And I wrote about that in my book, Regeneration X. So if you haven't read my book, Regeneration X, it's available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And it tells you the history of how these companies laid off and what happened because of the layoffs was the executives padded their own golden parachutes. So, um, you know, that is a big deal. And the violation of the Warren Act is is a thing. So we'll see what happens. And hopefully, you know, um, the Twitter employees will get new jobs. But, you know, um, more respect will be will be given to the Warren Act. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, let me know your thoughts. Um, and we'll move on. So that's my message to Elon. So Canada, we're moving out of the U.S. and we're going to Canada, you know, uh, Canada to examine crypto, stablecoins, and CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, in its new budget. The Canadian federal government is set to launch a consultation on cryptocurrencies, stablecoins, and central bank digital currencies as revealed in its new mini-budget. The government's 2022 fall economic statement, released on November 3rd by Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, works as a fiscal update in conjunction with its main yearly budget. The statement included a small section on addressing the digitalization of money and outlined the government's crypto plans. It said the rise in crypto and money digitalization is transforming 
financial systems in Canada and around the world. And the country's financial system regulation needs to keep pace. Damn right. They got that right. So, um, you know, and how are they going to keep pace in this law, in this bill, in this budget? Um, good luck. I uh, hope. Let me know your thoughts, how that goes. Okay. We're moving along. Let's go across the pond. Across the pond to Europe. Uh, MICA, M-I-C-A. Bill contains a clear warning for crypto influencers. Oh, this sounds ominous. Let's see. The EU European Union bill aiming to regulate cryptocurrencies could result in crypto influencers being charged with market manipulation if they fail to disclose potential conflicts of interest. The markets in crypto assets, that's Micah, the markets in crypto assets, which has been approved by the EU Parliament Committee on Economic and Monetary Affairs, is expected to be legislated after a few more hurdles. Patrick Hansen, stablecoin issuer Circle's director of EU strategy and policy, has been closely following the passage of the bill and brought attention to it in a November 1 tweet that referred to public comments made without disclosure, um, saying that uh, crypto influencers beware. Commenting on crypto assets in social media without disclosure and profiting from the effects of that will be considered market manipulation in the EU once MICA is in force. Okay, so the more concerning thing about the crypto influencers in the social media is a lot of them have tremendous followings. Bots um, that are not people. Bots. Um, and uh, you look at the numbers and you see that they have a lot of followers. Question is, do they know any single one of the bots? And do bots buy? Do bots sell? Uh, how are bots manipulating the market um, when your influencer has bots? Um, so maybe maybe Elon Musk will clear that up on Twitter. Who knows? Um, but um, yeah, you know, if you're an influencer and you haven't worked before in your life, what qualifications do you have to to be an influencer? Um, fake influencer, maybe. Uh, so let's go on and uh, to get out of that. Well, yeah, stay in Europe. I want to stay in Europe because, you know, Switzerland's pretty cool. Switzerland's financial regulator extends reporting requirements for crypto transactions. Uh, the Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority, FINMA, has announced it will be extending an anti-money laundering AML ordinance that requires identity checks for reporting certain crypto transactions. In a November 2 notice, the Swiss financial regulator said it would enforce a threshold of 1,000 Swiss francs, roughly $997 um, in U.S. That's close, one-to-one. -one. For transactions of virtual currencies to cash or other anonymous means of payment. According to FINMA, the regulator made the adjustment in accordance with the country's AML Act and its government AML anti-money laundering ordinance. Cool. Uh, Switzerland seems to be ahead of, of the rest of the world and creating a friendly environment. So let's see how this plays out. What are your thoughts? Portugal. Let's go to Portugal. The Web Summit Lisbon, November three. Latest updates. There's a there's a conference going on, a summit going on right now in Lisbon. Um, it was day two yesterday. Uh, one of the world's leading tech conferences with over 71,000 attendants. 
Um, it is uh, an incredible event. Uh, I attended virtually last year. And the person who I interviewed as a journalist, when they told me I was not a journalist, but they let me interview somebody, was Sam Renders, um, otherwise known as Sam Felt. He is a DJ. Uh, Show Me Love and uh, Stronger and other great, awesome songs that he's put out. And we had a great conversation about Web3, um, moving from Web2 uh, to Web3 and how that benefits the uh, artists and content creators. It, you find that on my podcast site. Um, and uh, please listen. It was a good conversation. It's not too long, 20 minutes. Um, but, you know, that's my experience with the Web3 Summit. And we'll leave it at that. So I want to go to Asia. I want to talk about South Korea. And this guy keeps popping up on my feed for some reason. But let's talk about him. His name is Duquan, created Luna. Terra Luna. South Korean prosecutors accused Duquan of manipulating Terra Luna's price. Uh, local report from the South Korea, yeah, the, the South Korea, not to be confused with the North Korea, claims that the country's prosecutors have obtained evidence to suggest Terraform Labs co-founder Duquan had once ordered an employee to manipulate the price of Luna Classic. A report by Korean Broadcasting System, KBS, quotes an official from the South Korean prosecutor's office, said they have obtained a conversation history in which the CEO, Kwan, specifically ordered price manipulation. They're going to find this guy and they're going to get this guy and they're going to put him away. Um, this is what they're going to do. But the reported evidence came in the form of messenger conversation between Kwan and former Teleform terraform labs employee prosecutors did not disclose further details um good luck to kwan all i gotta say and we will move out of korea and we will go to japan japan's digital agency launches dao to explore dao's and web3 so they launched the dao to explore dao's interesting the Digital Agency of Japan, aimed at harmonizing nationwide initiatives related to digital transformation, has launched a research decentralized autonomous organization, or DAO, targeting Web3. In a November 2 meeting, the digital agency said it had established a DAO in an effort to explore the functions and roles of DAOs. The group added it would consider the benefits and challenges of granting the DAO legal status in Japan citing the U.S. state of Wyoming, approving similar legislation in July 2021. The agency plans to investigate aspects of digital assets that could potentially be used for cross-border crimes that exploit blockchain technology and threaten user protection. The announcement suggested that the agency could conduct blockchain analysis of complaints related to the digital asset space from Japan's authorities. What are your thoughts on some of the benefits of the DAOs? Um, my first thought is it takes away the club from being the only ones appointed to corporate boards. Um, and you actually democratize people being, you democratize governance and give people who normally wouldn't have an opportunity, an opportunity, even though they're not part of the club. Um, but let me know your thoughts. What do you think? So um, next we go to, Singapore. 
Singapore Bank DBS uses DeFi to trade foreign exchange and state securities. DBS Bank, a major financial services group in Asia, is applying decentralized finance DeFi. Uh, backed by Singapore Central Bank, DBS has started a trading test of foreign exchange and government securities using permissioned or private DeFi liquidity liquidity protocols, pools. Uh, and the development is part of Project Guardian, a collaborative cross-industry effort pioneered by the Money Authority of Singapore, MOSS. Conducted on a public blockchain, the trade included the purchase and sale of tokenized Singapore government securities, the Singapore dollar, Japanese government bonds, and the Japanese yen. So it's good to see this was moving forward. I talked about this in my podcast about a year ago, and they are moving forward, and that is a wonderful thing. And let me know your thoughts. Okay. So I like to say that. Uh, India. We're moving saying in Asia, and we're going to India. Crypto regulation is one of eight planned priorities under India's G20 presidency, according to the finance minister. India's finance minister, Nirmala Sitharaman, said she would love to show the country is moving speedily forward with digital financial technology as it prepares to assume the presidency of the G20. Speaking at the Indian Council for Research on International Economic Relations on November 1st, so the Raman, which I got the first the right the right the first time, said the people of India have taken to digital technology as fish to water. The finance minister added that crypto asset regulation would likely be one of India's priorities in its leadership of the G20 with needed support of other members. That sounds promising to me. Um, and uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So we're going to stay kind of close by and go over to Dubai. Dubai is our last destination of today. And we'll get into it. New crypto token regime instituted at the Dubai International Financial Center. The Dubai Financial Services Authority announced that its crypto token regime has come into force in the Dubai International Financial Center, a special economic zone with a six-month transition period. The new regime is DFSA's second round of regulations, building on the Regulation of Investment Tokens Act introduced at the DIFC in October 2021. This broadens the range of virtual asset regimes available at the center, they say. Uh, so it sounds like they're building up. And Dubai is a hot spot for crypto. It has been since I've been in the crypto industry in 2017. Uh, the, we, Dr. Drew Miller and I were almost this close to having the first war games in the U.S. That didn't happen. They were very interested in Dubai at the time. I haven't seen anything less than interest in Dubai crypto in the whole entire time i've been around here crypto so good for them and let me know your thoughts and uh this week i have an additional announcement i launched some books I got six of them now that are new on amazon um and uh, i'm gonna keep going so uh check out my author page it's the uh, crypto hipsters chronicle series um book series and um i hope you enjoy them so that's it for today. 
uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the crypto, uh, uh, well, the X Factor, the X Factor with the crypto hipster. And I will see you next Friday. Everybody have a wonderful week. Thank you.